welcome to Sunny Out Horsham. I'm Emma. And I'm Anna. And today we're sitting here in Horsham with Yulia uh, Bondar from Kiev in Ukraine. It's Friday, May the 13th, and uh, it's been 79 days since Russia invaded Ukraine. Yes, and headlines yesterday showed that 6 million people from Ukraine have now fled the country. And uh, Yulia is, is one of those, those 6 million Welcome to Sunny Out Horsham, Yulia. Thank you for joining us. And um, I kind of, I'm sad for you that you're here, but I'm also glad that you're you're here and, and safe. Thank you so much. And now we're sitting here today, and you've been here only two weeks. Uh, yeah, almost two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I got my visa today. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> good. That's fantastic news. Yeah. So before you, you, you've been on the road. For, for quite some time. That's true. Uh, as we left Ukraine, um, I think it was like seventh day after the war started. So we went to Poland first. We stayed there like for five days as we brought uh, our friend who's 16 years old, so she couldn't travel alone. And we brought her to her father uh, to Poland and we stayed there with them and then uh, I got uh, offered uh, a job uh, in Greece on a yacht. Then we went to Greece. We stayed there like for a few weeks and then I had not very good experience with uh, the company. So we have to leave Greece and... You used to work on cruise ships, you were telling me, so you had been promised. Yeah work there and then that didn't work out? Uh, yeah, I was promised uh, one job and when I came to Greece they changed the job so I supposed to get good money but if I go to that yacht I would get like uh, triple less salary yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it didn't work for us as I we have to rent a flat for my mom so we, we were thinking what to do next we were thinking maybe to come back to Ukraine really and my father he was like insisted not to come back please stay there and one of my friend we used to work on a cruise ship he is my very very good friend and he lives in Horsham so he offered to come here to his place so by, by then it was just you and your mom, this other girl, did she stay in Poland or...? Yeah, she stayed in Poland with her father. He has like small business there. Okay. And they stayed stay there. But before coming to England you also went via Hungary? Oh yes, because we when we applied for visa we didn't know for how long we will be waiting for visa. Mm. So that's why we have to stay somewhere. And we decided to go to Hungary as it was like cheaper place to stay in small village, to rent a small flat. And we couldn't stay in Greece. It was a bit expensive and I had to do some immigration thing to go through. What was it like in Hungary? Because that's pretty much the only country maybe except for Serbia that has not unequivocally sided with Ukraine in the conflict. Did you feel that somehow when you were there? Yeah, when we were there, we just wanted to leave Hungary as soon as possible. I mean, it was okay. It was nothing bad, but we felt like Hungary doesn't support Ukraine. Even our uh, Lord Lady, she, she was a very nice lady and she helped us, but she was saying like they have on the TV 
the Putin saying that he will get Ukraine before 9th of uh, May. Probably they have uh, information TV from Russia, like this false information. And also we met one family from Mariupol. Uh, it was a very young family with three years old kid. And they were planning to go to Canada as they lost their house. It was destroyed, like, totally. They just ran from Mariupol. Mm. And even their car was like crashed from the bombing. Mm. And when they came to ask Hungarian volunteers, they went to ask for clothing, like for change. And, and they were saying like, uh, but as we see, you have clothes. And uh, do you live somewhere? And they said, yes, we rent uh, flat. And they, so you should have money to buy. So they didn't give. I mean, they were spending their last money for all of this. And yeah. they lost everything, like everything. And people didn't want to help them. Yeah, mm. that's not very compassionate. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. So you felt that the mood was a bit different yeah, when I mean, were in... they were trying to help. It was like vol- volunteers yeah. there with uh, given clothes, but it was like different way of, I don't know. Mm. So and, that's and why then... when we came here, we were so happy. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's incredible, isn't it? And how long was the journey when you left left Ukraine and then arriving in Horsham? What was the time for it? It's been about two months, was it? Yeah. Yeah. You, you decide to leave with your mom, but your father still lives, he stayed in Ukraine. So. Yeah, he's staying in a small town called Monasterisha. And yeah, he's there with our dog. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was the one who insisted us to leave Ukraine. It was like first days when the war started, it was just disaster. And um, he, he asked... First, he asked me to leave, and my mom, she was like asking, please, Julia, go, leave Ukraine, we stay here, it's it's okay here, and I was like, I, I can't go, I will not go without you, so I will stay. But then one, one evening, my mom decided, okay, let's go, I will go with you, so. Yeah, oh, so sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you... Do you think that you, would you like to describe, could you describe that day, the, the February 24th, what that day um, was like? Yeah, it was like the day we will never forget. We all woke up at 5 a.m. We woke up uh, because of um, our friend from Kiev. She called on the phone and she was like in panic. She was very scared and she was screaming like uh, they are bombing. The war started as they were bombing next to her place. And I don't know, it's the day we just woke up and we couldn't, and the, the, our life changed at all, yeah. completely. I was messaging my friends straight away who lived in Kiev and they were like uh, in rush packing just quick packing and jump in the car and they left Kiev. Because you said that you lived in Kiev in a small flat, but you happened to be visiting your parents who live in Monastery village or a small town. 
yeah. outside on that day. Yeah, yeah, I went to a small town where my pa- parents live, uh, as my mom had birthday on 20th of February. So um, we celebrated her birthday and I stayed with them a few days. So I was supposed to come back to Kiev on 24th. And I had a lot of plans there, and but it didn't happen, unfortunately. And when you decided that you were going to to leave with your mom, you just—I mean—you didn't have access to your to your things at, in your flat. You just grabbed what you had and just left. Yeah, it's true. Um, I had yeah. some clothes, my old, maybe ten years clothes, <laughs> in my parents' house. As I arrived to my parents just with a backpack, uh, luckily I always carry with me a laptop and camera, so this is the most important thing I have. And uh, my mom, she didn't want to pack luggage, to be honest. Mm -hmm. We just got a small one, we packed some important stuff and that's it. So was the war, it was it, I mean you knew that the Russians that they had placed, that the army was surrounding the country, but was it still... Did you think that it was actually going to happen before it happened? No, not at all. Uh, a lot of friends, my foreign friends, they were messaging me before the war started and they were asking if everything okay, if... Uh, like, because they hear on the news the, that the war gonna begin, but... I don't know, I couldn't believe that. Yeah. And all of us, like, no, it will be fine. It will never happen. I mean, it's war and we live in modern world. Yeah. And how it could happen. Really, I I mean, if if I knew that happened, of course, I would take a lot of stuff from my flat. And, and do you still feel that disbelief that, it's happening now you're you're here do you feel removed from it or I don't know it's we still don't want to believe that it's still happening but um, Mm -hmm. we want to come back to Ukraine and I don't know I I just want to think that it's just bad nightmare and I will wake up next day and it's just everything's fine (laughs) But you managed to escape, you and your mom, and your father is is still in Ukraine. Is he involved in the war? Um, He went uh, to the military scene to to help them, but they told him that they have enough men, even more than enough, who are willing to protect Ukraine. So he's like... They're standby. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's at home. He's doing yeah. gardening now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a strong man. And he's the one who forced us to leave Ukraine. And he's like, I will be fine here alone. Yeah. How is he coping? Um, he's, he's with the, our dogs. <laughs> so he's, and there are a lot of relatives still there. So mm-hmm. they are all together. And you said that you, you talk to him pretty much every yeah, day. every day, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have signal and they live in small town. Fortunately, it's still calm there. And they were like bombing maybe 20 kilometers around, but not this town. So we hope it will never happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Do you know what happened to your flat in Kiev since you left? Has anybody been able to go there and see that it's... Is it still there? I mean... Yeah, my father, he went there to check and to get some... my stuff and just to check if everything okay and he watered my plants. (laughs) Yeah, so my flat is okay. But some of my neighbors' uh, flat, uh, like the windows and the balcony doors were like destroyed. Yeah, um, I live uh, near TV Tower, if you heard, they um, were bombing. Yes. So it's not very far from the center and the area, they were bombing pretty often. Metro station, Lukyanivka, it's destroyed now. It's maybe like 10 minutes walk from me. And this TV Tower is just uh, like four minutes walk from me. And we were really scared about the neighbors in yeah. the buildings. Mm. And they were hiding in the parking place. It's like minus third floor. Okay. So they were hiding there. Yeah. But they're all okay. They are all okay. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people from the beginning of the war, it was, I think, fourth or fifth day, they were messaging like neighbors and uh, they were saying about some people who were killed, a family who lived not very far from my place in Kiev. Uh, It was family with, uh, I think, with three kids, and they were shot by Russian soldiers just on the street. It's horrific. Yeah. Do you, I mean, these horrible stories that we keep hearing, do you want to hear, do you want to watch the news, or do you prefer just for your own sanity, just not knowing what's your attitude towards oh, it's hard <laughs> really i think first few weeks when the war started we were just on the phones with the news and we couldn't sleep like it was just news and everything just and our friends messaging and calling each other if if you're okay if you're safe and but now i try not to read news all the time but I cannot do, I mean, always when I take the phone, I try to, Yeah. like, uh, mostly I read the news uh, from my uh, friends. We have, like, chats and, like, my neighbor's chat and some of my, like, photography group chat in yeah. Ukraine. So These WhatsApp groups. It's uh, telegrams, if you okay. have it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we, like, messaging each other and because everybody in different part of Ukraine and different part of the world now, like mm, everywhere. Yeah. So we are messaging about... Where are your friends now? In which countries? You mentioned one in America? Yeah, uh, one in Ecuador. Oh, wow. Yeah, he went there like before the war started and he cannot leave Ecuador right now. And uh, some of my friends in uh, Poland, uh, then some of my friends in Hungary, and in one of my friends going to Canada at the end of the month and in in Czech Republic. Okay. Correct. And some in Moldova, like in different places, all right, really yeah, all yeah. over. Anybody yeah. else in England? Or in the UK? Uh, yeah, I have um, my friend from cruise ship. She messaged me just a few days ago that she arrived to UK as well. I'm not sure where she is, but we're supposed to call each other soon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so many people in Ukraine have, because obviously Ukraine used to be part of the Soviet Union, 
So, I mean, you have a common culture and a common history with so many people in Russia and relatives across the border. Um, do you have family and friends living in Russia now? Yeah, we have uh, relatives they in Russia and unfortunately we don't speak with them anymore. From the beginning of the war we were messaging and saying them about all of the situation and they didn't believe us. They just they support Putin and Russia and it's sad because it's our relatives. Yeah. It's my mother's cousins and just very sad. And also my friends from a cruise ship whom I met, uh, they are from Russia. Um, they were really nice uh, and when I uh, did a post on Facebook, one of girl from Russia, she was like messaging, not very nice, <laughs> really, oh, no. it's awful. It's really sad. Yeah, it's so, so many layers to a situation. Yeah, it's you're being served a completely different worldview, I guess, if you're living in Russia and you just have been fed this image of what's happening. But it's it's really so sad that you, so many people in Ukraine that you cannot, you lose contact with, with your friends and family because they don't believe what's happening. That's just so hard to understand. And, the impact is profound, isn't it, in so many ways. Your situation is a snapshot and maybe for so many other people are slightly different. That's the incredibly sad thing is that it's, it's affecting people on a macro level and obviously on a life or death level. Yeah, so, it's true. Yeah. And um, I know for, for lots of people in the world, Ukraine, um, you know, it, it's suddenly every day everyone's talking about Ukraine Tell us what your life is like before the war. What's Ukraine like as a country where you grew up? Yeah, I grew up in Monasterisha. It's a very, very small town, but a very beautiful one with beautiful nature, plenty of parks, forests and ponds and lakes. It was nice, but I left the town when I uh, finished school and I went to university in Kiev and I lived in Kiev, I think, more than 12 years now. And as, I suppose you, I mean, you, you are away with cruise, because you work on cruise ships, are you away for quite a lot of the time? Yeah, I was working on a cruise ship like more than four years and I had like an eight-month contract and two, three off at home. And on uh, 2019, I, I stopped working on the cruise ships and I started doing photography. I started learning photography and I started working as a freelance photographer. So I, I stayed at home <laughs> and it was really good. But during this time, last year, I went uh, for three months uh, to work on a yacht as I was needed money as I was planning to open small business in Ukraine. Uh, we were planning with my friend to open a small studio in Kiev. This so, for your photography? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, we could do our photography there and plus we could uh, give for rent to other photographers. So we were planning to start small business. <laughs> so exciting. And those plans had gone quite far when, um, when the war broke out, did you say? Actually, we were planning like maybe a few weeks, one week before the war started. We were like meeting each other, talking about all of this, what we should do. And I don't know, That's... all our plans just crashed and were destroyed in one day. 
And she's now. Uh, she's in, in USA now. Wow. Just in, and all of my friends just somewhere. Some of my friends still in Kiev, mm -hmm. but a lot of my friends just everywhere. Like, it's very sad. Yeah. Do you talk yeah. a lot with your friends who are still in Ukraine? Always, always. Yeah. How are? How, what do they say? How are they? Oh, um, they are not very good. <laughs> my friend, I was just talking yesterday to her, and she she still have job there. Um, but they decrease her salary like five times and it's very bad money what she has just for surviving for food and nothing else and she's still in Kiev and they still like sometimes there is something going on like bombing and shooting and I think her mental health is not okay right now. Yeah, that's so hard to understand when you sit here in, in safety in England, but life sort of has to go on. People still live there, people still work, people still try to do normal thing, although there is a war going on. It's really interesting to hear about it, but it's so hard to understand as well. But how many of your, I don't know, your group of friends and family, how many have chosen to stay and how many have left the country, do you think? Uh, I think... I don't know, maybe 30% of my friends, they left Ukraine. But most of my relatives, they still stay in, in Ukraine. And it was their decision to stay there. Like my sister, my cousin, yeah. uh, we just call sister oh, in Ukraine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, and she has uh, two kids. And we were asking her to leave Ukraine as it's not safe for kids. But she decided to stay there. She has... Uh, Small business also there, like flower, flowers, flowering oh. business. Yeah. <laughs> A florist. Florist, yes. yes. And mm. she has uh, three shops. I don't know, I, I guess it was hard for her to leave Ukraine and she just decided to stay there yeah. as all her life there. Yeah, so much she's built up. That's such a tough decision and you're so brave to... to yeah, and it's funny because um, I just want to describe how we Ukrainians... Uh, didn't believe that the war started as my cousin she opened another this third flowering shop uh, a few days before the war started so many plans i guess people have made like you said yourself your studio is the plans have been put on hold while this awful thing happens but on a maybe slightly more positive note you're here in horsham how did you feel i mean how, what's do you know how many how many people have come from Ukraine and settled in Horsham? I'm not sure, but I think maybe around 70 people, something like that. Uh, we have, uh, every Tuesday, we have uh, English classes uh, in uh, St. Mary's Church. And that's, that's amazing yeah. what people doing for Ukrainians. Uh, uh, when we came with my mom uh, to Horsham, um, my friend's mom, she met us in the airport. And the next day, uh, his friend, it's Jonathan's, uh, my friend, as he's a sponsor where we live right okay. now. Yeah. yeah, so his friend uh, also brought uh, plenty food for us. And it was like, really, <laughs> it was incredible what people doing and helping 
and first day we were like crying because of happiness really mm. it's just after these days and what we've been through <laughs> you've been here two weeks now do you feel somewhat settled here now or is it still too uh, it is very good here it's amazing really it's a beautiful place with lovely people but we just want to come back to Ukraine, really. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's all you want. Um, how can I know lots of people in in Horsham and in the wider in the UK feel awful about what's happening, and and I know lots of people want to help those who who are who are here, like yourself and your mum. What can people do to make you feel better? in this context um, how can they help <laughs> people here already helping a lot uh, we are very happy to be here and um, i'm just wondering what sort of structure was in place for you once you arrived here was it just the host family that welcomed you or was there something i don't know by the council or by church or by somebody else what is organized for you, Ukrainians, or other people fleeing other wars, for that matter? Um, when we just arrived, it's like the place we got to live right now. It's amazing, it's very nice. And also we get uh, some uh, West Sussex Council. They helping us a lot. Uh, so they give us some vouchers for food and toiletries and clothing. And also we get like... I think we will get like prepay card with uh, 200 pounds. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, because we still haven't got it. But I think we will get as uh, people who who here from Ukraine. Um, they are they are very happy because they got everything they need from the beginning, and people trying to help as much as, as they can, and also they organized uh, free English classes like every Tuesday, and everybody trying to help uh, people who doesn't know English like my mom she doesn't speak at all, but those English lessons they're organized by the church right yeah yeah correct. so that's not by the council or by the government. And this morning you received your visa. Which, yeah. And the visa will mean that you can work yeah, in the UK. That's correct. And was it difficult to to get the visa? And what will it bring? What will it will it open up? It's very easy to get the visa. You just need to know English <laughs> to oh. apply for it. I mean, to go to the website, to go UK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, UK. yeah, that's correct. And then apply for this residence permit. And then you will get appointment where to come and to do your photography of okay. headshot yeah. and then your fingerprints. And then you wait like a few weeks to get visa. So it was how many weeks from applying to receiving? Uh, when we came, we applied straight away. I think maybe on the second day. Oh, okay, okay. And it's just now, so it's... A couple of weeks. Maybe uh, less 10 days, than 10... even less. That's really yeah. good. And the process we've heard a lot about in the media here before coming here to actually do the, the, the application to even come to the UK. How difficult was that for you? It wasn't difficult, but we were waiting like one month to get this visa to come here. Was that because you needed your host family or did you already have? Family? No, I had already as it was my friend yeah. who offered to come to his place. And we did this like straight away, this uh, visa mm. application. So you mentioned that people are very friendly and, and welcoming. And I, I mean, I think 
everyone is just horrified by this war and want to help but what do you think is the thing that you need the most you were mentioning a lot of people don't speak english so english lessons that's one thing yeah is there something else that you think a lot of people miss or need to be able to um for my mom it's uh, the english classes are amazing i'm also i'm trying to help her to learn we watch english tv and <laughs> some movies She's trying to learn some songs and something. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to learn. Yeah. Um, and is there a, a network of for your for your mum particularly? I mean, is she managing to make friends in Horsham, maybe with other other people from Ukraine, or does she feel settled? And uh, yeah, she feels okay, really, because I read. Um, one post yesterday on, in a group, it was like uh, Ukrainians in England, and one lady, she wrote, um, like, her mom arrived to UK to her, and she's very depressed, and she's asking advice what she can do to make her feel be- better, because she just staying in room and she doesn't want to go out from the room, and she's just depressed. And I realized a lot of people like maybe middle age and maybe older they just depressed at the moment who left ukraine because they left all their lives there Mm -hmm. everything what they had and now they have to just wait and they don't know what they're gonna wait for as we all praying for war finish very soon but we all understand it will not finish so soon yes i imagine that's very difficult to feel um it must be very tough on your mental health not knowing when something will end or when you can go back to your life must be hard on top of the disruption to your life what strikes me though is that you seem to have a positive outlook on the future or you want you really want yeah, how do, how do you see the... the... It, it is it is difficult right now. Um, as, um, like, before the war, I had a lot of plans and dreams and everything what I wanted to do. And actually, I was doing, like, little by little. And now I just lost myself. And I'm trying to get back together again and try to figure out what should I do and what will I do but all my plans were destroyed <laughs> you brought your camera to the, to yes, the UK didn't yeah. you and I know that you're really we've we've seen your portfolio of, <laughs> of photography and it's it's wonderful tell us about your your photography and your plans because that's something you really want to get going in in you can that's something you can do in the UK isn't it because it's something digital you you don't yeah. need the space in Ukraine but tell us about your your aims for your photography yeah so in Ukraine, I was planning to rent studio and to continue my photography and maybe in the future increase our studio production. I mean, we will be doing advertising photography for businesses. And now I want to continue photography and maybe somewhere in the studio or something or maybe like advertising photography. Um or maybe I will try just freelance photography, but I don't know how I should do it here. As it's like I I will start from the beginning. But you do have a website showcasing some of your amazing photos, Thank and you. Um, we'll put a link up on our social media, etc. If people want to get in touch with you, 
Oh, that's great. Thank you. Do you think mm. is there maybe something that your mom would like to say or if she knew English, <laughs> she would be just uh, grateful to say to all of you and to all of English people who help in a lot for Ukrainians and support Ukraine. We just feel it really, really here. It's just amazing to be here, really. I'm pleased that, um, like I said before, I'm I'm glad that you're here, but obviously sad for the reason you're here. But it's good to know that you feel welcomed and I hope that continues. But also I hope that things improve so that you can get back to your life in Ukraine, yeah. which I know you're desperate to do. Yeah, I hope this nightmare will finish soon and all of us can come back to Ukraine. But it's sad because I, I realize that uh, the war will destroy our economics completely and it will take time to Ukraine settle again. Yeah, it will be a long process, but yeah. you've got massive support from around the world and the majority of the countries in the world. I, yeah, uh, that's true. But thank you so much, Julia, for talking to us. It's very brave yeah thank thank you Julia you've really opened up to us and we really appreciate it and as Anna said very brave thank you so much it was a pleasure <laughs> thank you for listening to Sounding Out Horsham if you have feedback on this episode or would like to suggest future topics for us to cover or people for us to speak to you can reach us on social media via Twitter at SO Horsham or Facebook just search for Sounding Out Horsham or you can email us at sohorsham at gmail.com that's the letters sohorsham at gmail.com and if you enjoyed listening and want to support what we do we'd also love to get a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts and make sure you're following us so you don't miss our next episode